From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Laser therapy, it is science at its best, and it works. And you can easily get to it in downtown West Palm at a place called Quelliv, right off of a road called Flagler. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, for those of you who are... A bit spelling inclined. S-P-E-L-L. Or, sorry, I, spe- I started spelling spelling. Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv. Quelliv.com. Laser therapy for joints and muscle pain. That's what I've used it most prominently for. And what it does is it is it's just stirring up your body's natural processes. It is quickening up. It is expediting the healing process. It's getting that blood flowing getting all those particles in position to get rid of where the pain is. It's perfect for weekend warriors. It's perfect for athletes. It's perfect for those who maybe have suffered with extended pain over the years. It's Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv.com. And here's the best thing about these sessions is it lasts the same amount of time as it would for you to go out on your lunch break. So say you're like me, you're here at the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm. Like, ah, man. But my lunch break, well, it's a certain amount of time. One of these days, just bring a a lunch from home. Go over to Quelliv, get the laser therapy, get yourself taken care of, get those natural body processes fired up, and you're good to go. And you can go out and get your lunch like normal in West Palm. On a day you're not going to quell up. Anti-aging, troublesome fat areas on your body, scalp rejuvenation, all of that is assisted, all of that is helped by laser therapy at Quelliv. They handle all of that. It's really a one-stop shop for science. It's the way I love to put it. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. There is nothing like it. Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com for all ages. For all price points, and honestly, for so many different issues, it can help you at Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. That's Quelliv.com. That's Quelliv.com. I just, the the Tua thing, and again, I'm not, and I, I know I come off as Tua Stan 100% of the time. Listen, though, if he came into training camp fat, overweight, would call it out. It would be obvious. This guy had to put on weight. If he's working on his core, if he's working on his neck strength, it's not the, just the jujitsu that we keep incessantly focusing on every time he falls. It's you got to get those things stronger. You got to bulk up a little bit. That's the only way it's going to have the maximum effect. That's what happened in the offseason. It's not being fat, though. Ryan Clark's just going for a cheap TV joke. Here's the problem with Ryan Clark doing that. Let's just hear it one more time. The problem with Ryan Clark doing that is that he's not known for that. Ryan Clark, he's got an edge to him, but he's got an edge while also giving you intelligent football analysis. It's why he's getting the opportunity on Monday night because he's earned it because he's good. This this is just not good television. This is just hack stuff from for Ryan Clark. He's better than this. Hey. 
Five for seven, 61 yards, and an interception. So a rocky start to the game for Tua right there. Ooh, when he got them tats. Yeah, he did. He did. Full sleeve. Y'all think I've been, because uh, I've been hurt, I ain't tough. I'm going to tell, tell you what he wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. <laughs> I bet you that. Come on, he, man. He, he wasn't with me. He, he might have spent a lot of time in the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table eating what the nutritionist had advised. Oh, my mm. God. He looks happy. So okay. He is thick. He's thick. Yeah, thick. he's built like a uh, girl work at Onyx in Atlanta right now on the bottom. <laughs> Come on, now. Uh, See, they're just trying to be TNT. They're trying to be Shaq and Chuck. And that's not them. That's just not them. It's, it's unbecoming because that's never been them, and now they're trying to be them. And that's where the problem is. And, it, again, if it was some other than, someone other than Tua, it's different. But this is a guy, going back to our conversation yesterday about athletes getting piled on constantly, Tua is a constant target. So you do that to him, and it's easy for people and their, their troglodyte minds to say, oh, yep, that's right, Tua is fat. So if he struggles at any point this season, ah, Ryan Clark said that uh, he didn't do his proper training in the offseason. This is a direct result of that. Two is lazy. Red flag. Like, that stuff is influential. That stuff matters. It's reckless because it's untrue. It's reckless because Ryan Clark is saying it. And it's reckless because two is already a massive, massive divisive figure for reasons still beyond me. So that's why that sucks. In conclusion. All right, well, we'll just add it to the what in sports makes you eye roll. Yeah. Right? Add it to the bank. Yeah. What else you got? I think this one should have been in place of my Dolphins fans' take about how they just go crazy and on and on about the free agents. This one actually keeps me up at night and actually makes me question NFL media, media in general, all the above. Why the hell? are we not talking about the Cleveland Browns? Why are we not talking about Deshaun Watson? And I don't mean in the sense of the Deshaun Watson allegations and all of those things. But on this show, on every show, no matter the show, wherever the show is, we've been talking about who this season has the most pressure, right? What coach can be on the hot seat? A team that just keeps skating on by, getting no attention, not a single word, is Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski and the rest of the Cleveland Browns. All so right, you I see where a, you're going. You sign a quarterback sure, for an ungodly amount of money. Biggest contract there maybe were, will ever be up until 50 years from now in the NFL. And if we fast forward to, oh, I, I apologize, rewind the clock to last week, you talked about what's going to happen to Rob Sala if Aaron Rodgers doesn't perform. Well, what the hell is going to happen to Kevin Stefanski if yeah. Deshaun Watson His doesn't His name didn't perform? even come up when we had that conversation of coaches who uh, had the most to prove. And it, not, and it didn't even cross my mind to even utter the words Kevin Stefanski. I had them written down. I wasn't able to fire off that bullet, but it didn't even come up. <laughs> my apologies. It, it hasn't even come up on TV. We're talking about pressure. And they're too busy making fun of Tua's weight. And they're too busy talking about the freaking Cowboys. It's the, the third eye roll that I had on here was, okay, so we know what point of the offseason we're at. We've reverted back to Cowboys takes. Yeah. Three times today on first take. We've looked up there, and it's been, I actually wrote it down. Are the Cowboys in better position to win a Super Bowl this year now than ever? And then is Dak ready for a Super Bowl run? And there was a third one that had come up, so we've reverted back to Cowboys take. But I want to go back to the Cleveland Browns. We don't even bring them up. Does that mean that they're not under pressure? Does that mean Deshaun Watson could do whatever the hell he wants well, this season? For better or worse, I don't find them to be nationally relevant right now. And 
How are they not when when we're talking about like the, the doomsday and, and how we want to see people fail and how you know negative we I, are on Twitter nowadays? I I agree with you, and I think it's concerning that Deshaun Watson is going through a training camp like this uh, without a ton of national attention because he deserves all the scrutiny that that uh, anybody should get. But I just don't think there's a lot of juice with the Browns. Right now, I don't think there's a ton of expectations with the Browns, especially in that division. There's more talk about Kenny Pickett there is. than there is to Sean Watson right now there in is. that division. So I just think it's a case of uh, when the national talkers are putting together what is uh, what's going to get juices flowing. The Browns don't have no juice. There's no juice coming from Cleveland. But you're right. There should be discussion. And they are being ignored, but I also think it's because there's very little expectation for them, uh, and uh, for whatever reason, they haven't they haven't caught the attention of the nation here in training camp. Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers machine is real. Yeah, and any any attention that would have gone to Deshaun Watson is being sucked into the vortex, the black hole of New Jersey and the Jets facility, and Aaron Rodgers because we're salivating over him. So I think that's part of it too. Every year. The, the storylines fluctuate, and uh, they're the, weighed out. Yeah, there's magnets, bigger magnets in different locations, and this year that magnet uh, is, is right there in Florham, New Jersey. Are we crazy to say that if the Cleveland Browns don't make the playoff, Kevin Stefanski no, gets gone. fired. He's absolutely gone. It's just not even a peep. It's Kevin, a, count your blessings yeah. because in week seven, eight, we're going to start talking about you. But for some reason, yeah. we haven't mentioned your name not once. No, no, not at all. Absolutely not at all. Um, last night, it, it, we talked about the, the Ravens 24-game preseason uh, streak coming to an end. But the... The biggest part of the night, the biggest newsworthy portion of the night, was not the Ravens losing for the first time since 2015 in the preseason or even being beaten by the Washington Commanders. It was new franchise owner Josh Harris coming up to the ESPN booth with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Now, this is where the downside comes, this being a radio medium, a listening medium as opposed to a visual medium, because I'm going to try and paint the picture best I can, but you obviously can't see it. But I would urge you, it's everywhere on social media, go find it. All you have to do is search Josh Harris and you'll find it, okay? Josh Harris is standing between Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the ESPN broadcast booth. Joe Buck is having a conversation with Josh Harris and is... Is talking with his hands. He's animated. Yeah, he's he's animated. His hands are to his side. His palms are up. And Josh Harris is is standing to his right. If we're facing the camera, okay. And so while Joe Buck is trying to get off a point for a question for Josh Harris, Josh Harris is like looking around nervously and like eyeing Troy Aikman's or uh, Joe Buck's palm up hand. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a sentence, Josh Harris reaches for Joe Buck's hand, which is now probably even with, with Josh Harris's elbow. And he reaches around and he shakes Joe Buck's hand mid-sentence as Joe Buck is having a conversation with Josh Harris. The commander's owner, without provocation, without being offered a handshake, shook Joe Buck's hand. And it's one of the singularly most uh, cringy, Awkward human-to-human interactions I've ever seen with my own blue eyes. 
This is what it sounded like, and we're going to go and we're going to find you the exact moment, too, where Josh Harris, out of nowhere, shakes Joe Buck's hand. Joe Buck clearly not expecting it. Troy Aikman bursts into a smile and is trying to control his laughter because it's so awkward. But Josh Harris, commander's owner, shaking Joe Buck's hand out of nowhere in the middle of an interview. This is what it sounded like on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, you're no stranger. You're no stranger to... Uh, professional yeah. sports teams. All right. So Joe Buck clearly gets distracted in the middle of a sentence. And let's hear it again because I'm going to tell you right when it happens. At that moment, that distraction that you hear from Joe Buck, that is the moment that Josh Harris has grabbed Joe Buck's hand and starts vigorously shaking it as if he's been offered a handshake when all it was was Joe Buck, while he's talking, holding his arms out in an animated manner. This, again, you're going to hear, and I'm going to point it out when it happens, when the handshake takes place. Yeah, I mean, you're no stranger. You're no stranger to uh, right there. professional. Right there, when he goes, ah, there's hand-to-hand contact, palm-to-palm contact, and it is endlessly weird. One more time, Josh Harris, the moment that he grabs Joe Buck's hand on ESPN. You're no stranger to uh, professionals. I mean, what in the hell is Josh Harris doing? And... I get that he's overcome with feelings. He's got this new franchise. He's there with Joe and Troy. But at what point, and and I've watched the entire video over and over again, at what point did Josh Harris think that there was a handshake incoming, that this was a handshake opportunity, that, that Joe Buck, who's clearly not done with the conversation, I've never talked with anybody where mid-conversation I've been offered up a handshake. <laughs> a handshake comes at the beginning or the end or both of a conversation. You're never just like, Stone, how is your day? And then you offer up the handshake right there while you're mid-sentence. It doesn't It doesn't work like that. When would Josh Harris have thought that it was handshake time? So to paint a picture, you know that motion you give somebody when you want them to pass you on the sidewalk? You kind of throw both arms in the same direction and kind of hold it out there. Like, kind of like going. an emphatic after you. Yeah, yeah, one of okay. the after you. So, so that's what Joe Buck's like threw Like you're ushering him. someone on. Yeah, so Joe Buck was aiming a question towards old Josh here, and he kind of threw the after you, so that left hand got thrown a little too far. I mean, this is definitely up there with one of the worst moments of Josh Harris's life. I mean, it, it's, it's awful because it is – this guy is at the top of the world. He's the savior of the commanders, and now he's always going to be known as awkward handshake guy. <laughs> And honestly, what's, you know, when there is still the awkward in COVID, COVID ruined hand-to-hand greeting for all time because then we started the fist bump thing and people completely ditched handshakes, but then COVID started to calm down and people, instead of sticking with the fist bump, which I thought was perfectly fine. Oh, so clean. Then people started to go back to the handshake. So then we were left in the really awkward spot of like half the population now is a handshaker and half the population is a fist bumper. But then you've got another part of the population. So I guess it's not 50-50, but another part of the population of a certain age that is going to dap. It's going to dap you up as opposed to handshake. Or fist bump. You're going to give the uh, the thumb interlock into the hug or something along those lines. So now we're left in 2023 with hand greetings and there's no uniformity. And you're basically guessing at all turns what type of person the other participant in your greeting is. Is it a handshaker? Is it a fist bumper? 
is it a dapper? And it's impossible to know anymore if you have two tentative greeters and not one emphatic greeter, you're going to run into problems because you're not going to know what to do. You always have to hope if you're not an emphatic greeter, which I've become because I'm sick of things being awkward, you're not going to know the path forward. So you've got to have someone like I do now where I, I will, depending on my mood, I will hold my hand out well before the greeting is about to take place to give the indication that, hey, we're shaking hands. That gives the other person enough time, if they're not interested in shaking hands, to throw up the fist, and then I'll quickly transition from handshake to fist, and we'll play it off, we'll pretend that didn't happen, but at least our hands didn't touch before there was the confusion about whether it was a handshake or a fist bump. But you need an emphatic person, and you need a tentative person, or else it doesn't work. Because two emphatic people... Uh, well, I guess two emphatic people, but if they're both hell-bent stubborn on handshake or fist bump, then it's a problem. And you're like, you're like finger, uh, <laughs> finger tapping the, the fist. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. Don't finger tap my Don't fist. Don't finger tap the fist. Right. I almost said something else. Um, but two tentative people, it's just going to be uh, a mashup of hands and fingers and digits, and it's a problem. And then that lends to situations like what, what happened with Josh Harris last night. COVID made handshakes a mess, and it's never going to be cleaned up. And this was case in point. Well, first, and it's a shame. It's a it's a true shame. Well, first and foremost, it sounds like a personal problem because I think the uh, you don't have similar handshake slash fist bump slash dap issues like I do. I haven't worried about it once in my entire life. Maybe I'm just cut from a different cloth, but it's uh, something I take a lot of pride in. And and, I, and I'm joking as I'm saying this, but at the same time, it is not something that I worry about. You hinted at it. The key in all of this is going early. You let yeah. it you let it out there what you guys are doing before they have the chance, right? Typically, you know, you're a public figure. You're most of the time the one that's being greeted by somebody else. Right. So with that being said, you have to turn on that alpha a little bit. Well, yeah, I and, used and, to be tentative figure and I would just go with the handshake flow or go with the fist bump flow or the dap. Doesn't matter. But it got to a point where it was getting so awkward because the, the worst thing that can happen is if you go in for a handshake and the other person goes in for a fist bump or vice versa and your hands touch, I mean, you can't even have a conversation with that person anymore. You might as well just cancel lunch. Yeah, but I watched you go like 20 of 20 at our ESPN Top 63 Awards, right? All the greetings flowing around. I, I think you understood the setting. Because but it, it, uh, in a sports setting, it's easier to just go old dap all the time. For, okay, I hear you. Like, I hear you. You're dapping and you're giving a half hug. There was nobody in that room in a football setting that was going to turn down a, a, a dap up hug. Okay, there's dap that. Dap and hug. There's that. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen you execute it, I, I think, at a high clip now. I think you got it down to a pack. Yeah, but I'm talking about when you're at like a social function with older people. Okay. This is when it really shines brightly. Um, the problem that we have. Because I think a lot of older people went back to the handshake. They just couldn't quit it. I'm fine without a handshake. I would be good if we as, as, as a human species just kept fist bumps, COVID fist bumps the entire time. I'm good with that. Yeah, give me some nuts. I know you're good with that. Yeah. I love some nuts. Knuck I, me up. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Get I don't know, knucked. I don't know, I don't know if you... Uh, we're, we're knucked up here on ESPN uh -huh, 106. That's right. That, there's a video that was going around yesterday. It's, it's funny that this is all you know happening because... Jeezy, the rapper, who we all know. Yep, yep, all, everyone. <laughs> he, I don't know what event it was. It seemed like some photo op. I think that he partners with the same company that Max Homa, PGA Tour golfer, and Colin Morikawa mm -hmm. represent as well. So, so Jeezy was coming to take pictures with, 
you know, Max Homa and Colin, and, and they're waiting on Jeezy to arrive. And Jeezy walks in, and, and it plays out very similar to what you're talking about. So Colin Morikawa, Cal Berkeley nerd, not your loose, right. not a fun-going guy. Right. A little nervous for him. And, and the first time I watched it, I didn't catch it. I had to watch it two, three, four, five times to really see how they did with the handshake. Colin Morikawa goes for the full brother dab. He, he, he goes all out with it. And he, and he brings it in with Jeezy. Respect, A+. plus. Colin probably went, woof. Thank God I got out of that one. And then Max Homa, as Jeezy turns to him for the full blow dap up and the hug, Max has the Caucasian handshake stuck out there before Jeezy. So, so, so you got Max reaching with the handshake and Jeezy, but then Jeezy slides it down real smooth and goes for the handshake and shakes well, Max on right. his hand. Well, thank God for Jeezy. Yeah, thank God for Jeezy. So both of these guys get out of there, but it was nerve-wracking. But where does Max Homa think that Jeezy's looking for a handshake? Good question. I, like, I was asking myself the you same thing. You know your your people. Too. He's got shades on. He's got a jersey on. Right. He's got chains on. At he's what point how's it is going, that sir? guy shaking hands? It, it just right? never. Just never. So, uh, so it's basically the moral of the story is it's still something that people go through on a daily basis. You're right. So one of my my tried and true, I will never come off this. COVID ruined the hand greeting. Okay. Are you a handshake person, a fist bump person, or a dapper? Are you a handshake person, a, a fist bumper, you get knucked up, or are you a dapper? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is very important. It's very important because we have a rift. We have a divide in this society. And uh, one of the worst after effects, subsequent actions of COVID, is that we don't know how to hand greet one another anymore. Are you a handshaker, a fist bumper, or are you a dapper? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, when we come back, uh, an NFL team made the most embarrassing social media edit you'll ever see involving their new QB1. He's on the band with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. What NFL team completely embarrassed itself this morning? I'll tell you in just a moment. After I tell you about the best way to keep yourself cool this summer, and that's EDS. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated. They do service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas, and they do set up appointment schedules around you. EDS is, yes, it rhymes. It's how you remember it. I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like EDS is the only game in town. They know it. We know it. They're not. I mean, this is South Florida. Of course, there's going to be a ton of AC companies, but there are not a ton of AC companies that are making appointment schedules around you that are after hours making sure that they are there for you. EDS is, and in addition, handling plumbing needs when they pop up. Okay? So that's what sets them apart. EDS. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDSairconditioning.com. And an important note, if things are after hours... Go to edsairconditioning.com. Okay, go straight to the site, edsairconditioning.com after hours, and make sure you make contact with them so that they can get out and get you cooled down and get you out of a terrible no AC situation in what's been a hellacious summer down here. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. But Ken, but Ken, how do I remember that? EDS is yes. It rhymes. That's right. EDS is yes. 
That was good role play. I'm glad we did that. Thanks. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier today. No surprise, but much to the uh, much to the the happiness of Stone Labanowitz, who is uh, walking around with a little skip in his step today around the ESPN West Palm offices. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially named Baker Mayfield QB one. Mama, we made it. Time to bake. So, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put out one of the all-time worst photos, all-time worst edits, Photoshop jobs I've ever seen. What would you describe uh, the font to be behind this? Because it's Baker Mayfield in a white Bucs jersey, number six, with his signature headband and eye black on. Behind him, the edit reads, Time to bake. With a little, like, flame, and it's red and orange and purple. But the time to bake, it looks like something out of, like, a Harley-Davidson cycle gang. Harley-Davidson's pretty accurate. I was going to go more along the lines for all the nerds out there, like a Diablo. It's oh, kinda, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is very Diablo-esque. It's hellish, right? Here he comes. It's burning. An inferno kind of vibe I get. It is unbelievably corny. Um, the font maybe makes it worse. But who came up with, who in the Bucks marketing department came up with, all right, guys, the day that Baker Mayfield gets named QB1, I got it. This is a banger. Time to bake. It just doesn't hit. To it, me, it just doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. It's got some play on social. If that's Probably your, for the wrong reasons. Right. I was going to say, if that's your goal, is to get positive or negative feedback, or maybe you just don't care. But yeah, 90% of it's been negative. Like when I hear time to bake, I'm thinking of, oh, hey, mom, can I help you with that cake? Yeah. Like when you're baking, there's nothing. It's not like grilling, time to grill. Like that's man stuff right there. Time to bake is, oh, where do I put this strawberry preserve? And I think with a, a, a lot of these, whether you're an NFL team, a Major League Baseball team, a college football team, whatever it may be, women's volleyball, your social media team is consistent of, what, eight, nine people at a time? In an think, NFL setting, yes. And I think uh, a lot of them freelance their own work for certain announcements and whatnot. And then, But it's got to be signed off on. Right. The manager picks and chooses right. what's going to go. So this could have been Sally, the 24-year-old right. college graduate, or but, this could have been Mark, the 30-year-old right. graphic design guy. But if it was Sally, the, the intern... And it was signed off on at every level before it went out. That becomes an organizational failure. It does. So I'm willing to declare that the Baker Mayfield artwork that was put out to announce him as QB1 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers X slash Twitter account is an organizational failure. Maybe, actually, let's play some heavy uh, metal music behind it. Let's play some heavy metal music behind it and see if maybe Time to Bake hits a little bit harder if we put some music behind it. Here, I'll count, I'll count you down here. Uh, here we go in uh, three, two, one. Time to Bake! Not bad, not bad. That one goes, that one goes. Should we try it one more time? Oh, I think we should keep trying. Right, here we go. Ready? Time to Bake! All right, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. What if we did this with other quarterbacks? Maybe quarterbacks that they're they're young, they need a little bit of branding, they need a little oomph to uh, to to jumpstart their endorsement life. Uh, why don't we here? Let's um, let's do Justin Fields, okay? Justin Fields, uh, heavy metal me when you're ready. Justin, your grill, Fields. 
Mm. Should I try one more time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Okay. Just in your grill, Fields. <laughs> uh, okay, next. Okay. Uh, next, let's do um, Anthony Richards. Oh, okay. Here we go. Anthony Richard going to beat you, son. <laughs> now we're talking, baby. Better? That was a little bit better than Justin hit, hit in your with, grill fields. Yeah, yeah, it was. Hit him with it one more time. All right, here we go. Anthony Richard going to beat you, son. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about um, what about Trevor Lawrence? Let's do T-Law. All right. Trevor Lawrence do... I tried again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, all right here yeah, we go. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. There you Proper go. Proper emphasis on rents, do. That took a while, but we got it. Uh, here we go. Let's do. Um, <laughs> let's do uh, Brock Purdy. All Brock right. Purdy, San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy. Look alive. Yep. Brock, you've got a Purdy mouth. Try that one more time. Do you have more? Okay, let's yeah. go purdy again. Brock, you've got a purdy mouth. <laughs> All right, Brock Purdy, if you're out there listening, I think you should uh, adopt that one. Yeah. Use that. Yeah, use that courtesy of us for free. Uh, should we do Jordan Love? I would love to. All right, here we go. Jordan Love to beat your ass. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Daniel Jones? Let's go, Danny Dimes. Daniel Jonesing to beat your ass. <laughs> how about uh, how about Mac Jones? Yeah, let's get it. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't really. Mm, okay, yeah, okay, okay. He doesn't really do much for me. There's no saving that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's not. There's nothing. All right. Well, just uh, just for good uh, old time sakes, let me get the Anthony Richardson one more time. Okay. Anthony Richard gonna beat you, son. <laughs> Time to bake. Time to bake. Oof. All right. It's uh, just free advertising hey, right there. Hey, uh, go ahead and call me. Go ahead and call me. I've got you taken care of. A couple of marketing geniuses over here. I mean, and nothing sounds bad with a little heavy metal behind it. And it was all off the dome for all you, off, too. It's impressive. You it's impressive. This is the kind of stuff you get with local radio. <laughs> it's Stone Labano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. This is accurate. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Uh, do you know the tailstone of Chiefs Aholic? Uh, that I do. All right, Chiefs Aholic, uh, who is one of those like weird football super fans. He dresses up in something and goes to games. He's like one of the signature 
uh, fans for the Kansas City Chiefs. He dresses up like a wolf. Looks like a wolf, some sort of furry wolf. He uh, was indicted on 19 charges, federal charges, including bank robbery and money laundering. And apparently, according to the story, one of the banks he robbed, he actually wore the, the, the wolf mask that he wears to Chiefs games. But also they tracked his cell phone all over the country where these crimes were taking place. So he's in big trouble. He's in real big, big trouble. Uh, his name is Xavier Babudar. He is known as Chiefs Aholic. Okay, this is from Yahoo Sports. Chiefs Aholic indicted by a federal grand jury Wednesday for alleged robbing a string of banks in the Midwest and allegedly laundering the stolen cash through casinos, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Missouri. So, 19 indictments, federal indictments. That's a problem. He's in big trouble. This is his lawyer yesterday. This is his lawyer. Chief Aholic's lawyer, Matthew T. Merriman. Listen to him and listen to him closely. Vouch for his client outside of the courtroom. This is not Chief Aholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe, that when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom. This guy was also initially arrested in December 2022, but then he cut his ankle monitor and fled the state while out on bond after he won $100,000 on bets from an Illinois sports book. So you'd think, oh man, that makes the job a little bit tougher, makes it a little more difficult. But don't worry, when you have a linguist like Matthew T. Merriman at your disposal, spitting bars like this, what's there to worry about? This is not Chiefsaholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe, that when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom. This guy is so going to jail for such a long time. If my lawyer, if I had 19 federal indictments against me and my lawyer came out and started doing a play on words soliloquy in my defense, he'd be fired so quick. Chiefsaholic is so screwed. <laughs> he is so screwed. This is just abysmal. I mean, what an absolute mess. God bless America is what I say. Uh, Stone and I are back tomorrow. Jeanette's in tomorrow, right? Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, Jeanette will be in tomorrow. We'll be whole for the first time all week. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.